But I know one thing that risk is the essence of life. If you don't risk, you are nothing. I think there are few risk takers like me in life, but I'm I'm a very measured risk taker. You shouldn't be intimidated. Everyone can do well in the stock market. You have the skills, you have the intelligence. All you have to have is patience, do a little research. You've got it. Don't worry about it. Don't panic. Don't worry, don't panic. Instead, delve into some research and venture into rational, calculated risks. This piece of advice resonates from the likes of Rakesh Junjunwala and Peter Lynch, seasoned and prosperous investors you just heard, who generously share their insights on the singular pursuit, investing in the stock markets. But here is a shocking fact for you. As per a study conducted by SEBI, 9 in 10 individual traders in the equity futures and options segment suffered losses in financial year 21-22. 90% of these active traders incurred average losses of rupees 1.25 lakh during the same period. Stock market is the grand gourmet buffet of money. It has a vast spread of financial delicacies from high-risk sushi rolls to low-risk dividend souffles. Bulls and bears are your main courses with market trends and economic indicators serving as the secret spices that can make or break your investment dish. Stock market is where strategic choices and a diversified palette can lead to a feast of profits. In this episode, I dive into this grand financial buffet. So grab your plate and let's begin. Bon appetit. I'm your host Ashish Chavla. Welcome to Temperament by One Finance where we explore emotions and biases and their effect on the way we handle our money. Our aim is to help you avoid costly mistakes by giving you practical financial knowledge that helps you make smarter financial decisions. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, the stock market saw limited activity, primarily from a devoted group of retail investors and foreign and direct institutional investors. Mainstream media and public perception focused on market risks, ignoring long-term wealth opportunities. However, in 2020 there was a notable increase in retail investors with 1.4 crore new DMAT accounts surpassing the previous 3 years. In July 2023, a record 30 lakh new DMAT accounts were opened, signaling growing retail participation. According to CDSL and NSDL data, this is the highest since January 2022. exceeding the 12 month average by 50%. Total DMAT accounts as on July 2023 stand at 12.35 crores. Analysts attribute this surge to optimistic market sentiment, expected economic growth and increased awareness of equity investing benefits. The rise in youngsters and millennials coupled with higher disposable income and a focus on wealth creation is expected to sustain interest in equity investment. In the stock market There are two key clans: investors and traders. Investors prioritize long-term wealth creation through fundamental analysis, holding investments for an extended period. Traders, on the other hand, employ short-term strategies, buying and selling stocks within shorter time frames, often using technical analysis and market trends. In this episode, I'll discuss insights with three seasoned analysts, each with decades of market experience. all starting their investment journey at a young age their first hand knowledge of market dynamics navigating profits and losses led them to dedicate their lives to thorough research and technical analysis join me as i present their collective wisdom sharing top tips profound insights and guidance on trend analysis 
deciphering complex charts and navigating market emotions. My first guest is Vishal Malkan, a trader and co-founder of Malkan's View Training Institute, educating individuals on market sentiments for 15 years. Vishal shares insights on understanding the dynamic financial markets. There are two ways to look at the market. One is fundamental, one is technical. Now, when you go to fundamental, you look at the balance sheet of the company, the sales, the reports, the earnings, the, the projections, the future, the competitors, the government policies, the political scenario, the climatic changes, dollar price, oil price, crude price, everything is there which has to be factored in before you come to a conclusion whether a stock is a good buy or a sell. Now, that's a long process and that uh, can be done only by people who have the time, the data and the skills to interpret that data which I guess which is not there with 95% of the people because they are not from finance background. If you're a doctor or an engineer, you don't know accounts, but you still want to trade and most people trade. So the only way which can be done systematically is by doing technical analysis. And what is technical analysis is basically study of graphs and patterns, right? We all humans behave in patterns. The same way markets are made up of patterns. If they repeat, then that's when we make money. If they don't repeat, that's when we take our loss. So technical analysis is a backdoor study of fundamental where all the fundamentals are also covered, plus the emotions of the market, because that's a big factor in the market. Not every day, a stock can go up 10% up or down in a day. Does that mean the fundamentals are changing so drastically in a day? No. You can only come to know after a quarterly result or a, or a monthly sales figure, but the markets are moving every single day. On what basis? On emotions, on, on kind of value, on perceptions, right? And global clues and all those things happen around. That's why technical analysis is... Is like a backdoor study of fundamentals and anybody can do it without any background in stock market. In the quest for market mastery, two distinct groups emerge. Fundamental analysts are the financial detectives armed with spreadsheets, annual reports and a knack for decoding economic symbols. They are the ones who peel off the layers of a company to unveil its true value. On the other hand, there's the technical analysts, the chart whisperers, interpreting the language of price movements, trend lines, and candlestick formations. They are the artists of the trading canvas, finding beauty in the patterns that dance across charts. It's a battle of Sherlock versus Picasso in the trading arena. I thought of digging deeper into the intricacies of technical analysis with Vishal, and he broke it down into seven parts. So there are several factors into price or into technical analysis. So if I have to break down those, uh, we basically divide into seven parts. So price, pattern, volume, momentum, volatility, time and sentiment. We call it the seven-step approach. So when you have price means either the price is going up or down, either they are at support or resistance. Support or resistance means where the price has more demand or resistance where the price has more supply. So that's price action which we need to study, which is like most important part of the whole technical analysis, like 70% of that. Then by forming this price, when price move, they form some patterns. Now you must have heard about common patterns like there are two ways of patterns one is the price pattern and one is called the candlestick patterns eastern and western patterns so western patterns you can see some patterns you must have heard names like double top double bottom rectangles triangles all geometrical shape patterns are formed on the chart and the second is eastern patterns which is japanese candlestick which was invented way back in 1600 which is 500 year old and there each candle means each day when the market goes up or down, it forms a particular kind of pattern in terms of body and shadow. If you understand candlestick pattern, they are green or red. So these are the patterns and based on which we can predict the behavior of bulls versus bears. So price and pattern. And then there's third angle which comes to it is called volume. 
volume is number of shares participated, number of shares traded on a particular day. Now, if I see a red pattern, which is a red candle, which is going down, and if I see a high volume, that means there is more selling happening in the market, which can lead to further selling. But at the same time, if the red candle comes and the volume is very low, that means it's not a big selling by the big institution, but it may be just a profit booking by retail. So I may be very confident about that. It will go up again. So volume and then comes momentum. Now, momentum is something we call momentum indicators. Like you have a speedometer in your car. We have momentum indicators in technical analysis, which is the favorite one which I use and I am known by in the industry is called RSI. It's called Relative Strength Index. Now, it's basically like a speedometer. If you if you look at your car speedometer, if you are going at 220 speed, you are going fast. If you are going at 20, you are going slow. If you are going at 60 or 80, it's like normal average. In the same way, RSI, which is Relative Strength Index, which is a speedometer between 0 to 100, if for me, if it is above 60, the markets are bullish. If they are below 40, that means markets are bearish. If they are between 40, 60, they are going sideways or range bound. I should not touch them. So that's the momentum part of it. And then comes the volatility, step number five. Volatility is measured by what is the daily movement of the market. Sometimes they are moving big, sometimes they are moving small. Right? That can be measured by something called as Bollinger Bands. It's a tool. Or we can use it average true range, ATR. Like what is the average range of today versus tomorrow versus day after? Sometimes they are high, sometimes they are low. So I know the markets are getting volatile or they're getting less volatile. Accordingly, I can place my bets. And sixth, which is time. And the last and the most important is sentiment that where the sentiment is right now, like most people are scared to invest or most people are overconfident or they are euphoric about market. Brilliant breakdown, Vishal. The seven-step approach to technical analysis is like a roadmap for navigating the intricacies of the market. Now, let's delve deeper into the sentiment aspect, one of the most crucial factors. It's not just about numbers and charts, right? It's about tapping into the collective psychology that drives market movements. Fear and greed are the twin engines of market sentiment. By observing the ebb and flow of these emotions, traders can anticipate potential shifts in market direction. It's like riding the waves of human psychology within the financial realm. To understand a trader's perspective around sentiments, I invited Aditya Arora a SEBI-registered stock market professional and a technical analyst. Let me play his take on emotions. So the biggest emotions which investors and traders face is greed and fear. So at times of, uh, in times of boom, like we saw markets booming from 2003 to 2008. We saw markets booming from March 2020 to 2021, October, where stocks are going multifold. At that time, you experience greed. A lot of people accumulated stocks which were very hot at that time. So people are, uh, you know, okay, uh, these stocks will turn into multi-bag and there are stories around those stocks. At that time, people experience greed and they accumulate quantities beyond their capacity. And once the stop loss is it, people even don't have the stop loss. A lot of people don't follow stop loss. That's a form of risk management. So when the stop loss is hit, they don't uh, exit the stop because the losses are beyond their capacity. Though, so they are left with bag full of shares uh, and the stock keeps going down and down and down. And then uh, they have the stock for the lockdown. That's the violation of risk management uh, in case of greed. And uh, 
in times of fear like 2020 crash happened when even index corrected from 14,000 to 7,500. Blue chip stocks corrected 50%. So when a herd mentality uh, takes over or uh, extreme emotions take over, like people were scared that even if they would live or not in such times. So when they have such extreme emotions, they react irrationally. So at that time, people were selling their stocks even at very undervalued levels, at a deep discount. So at that time, you need to recollect some uh, courage to hold your stocks. And those people are exceptional who try to arrange some fund in, some, in such times of crisis. Like people do overdraft, people pledge their shares, people um, also do derivatives by pledging their stocks, FDs and bonds and take extra leverage to pile on the stocks at much undervalued level, at cheaper levels. So when the cycle turns, as it turned in 2020, they are rewarded extremely well and they earn good money. So in times of greed, you need to be a little bit uh, balanced in your approach, like you need to follow your risk uh, management, you need to follow your uh, asset allocation pretty well in terms of equity and debt so that when the cycle turns you are not left with bags full of shares at overvalued levels. Why isn't relevant insights from Aditya there on the powerful impact of emotions in investing? Greed during the boom times and fear when the markets take a hit can lead to some irrational decisions. Understanding and managing these emotions is crucial for any investor or trader. Setting stop-loss orders diversifying your portfolio, and maintaining a balanced approach between equity and debt are key strategies to navigate through both the highs and lows of the market. And taking professional guidance for your personalized context can go a long way. One great source of valuable advice is the qualified financial advisors at One Finance. These professionals are equipped with the knowledge and experience to guide you through the complexities of the financial world. Consider reaching out to them for customized insights tailored to your financial goals. In the next part of the episode, I'll dig answers to questions like, how do successful investors manage risks? Is long-term investment better or short-term trading? What are some practical strategies to protect your investments when the market takes an unexpected turn? Join me in part two to unravel the answers to these questions and more. It's a discussion you won't want to miss. I will see you on the other side. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.